0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Kingdom Conversations. It is Wednesday night. Today is the 19th of May in the year 2021, and I am Pastor Lindsay Lee, alive and well, thank you, Jesus, at 1914 Tradem Boulevard in San Jose, California, at the Studio Sanctuary of Astounding Love of Church Fellowship. We've been experiencing all kinds of technical opportunities, so we've basically been in tech school for the past couple of weeks, and we don't know, I don't know if we're actually live on Facebook or if we're going to be delayed live. We're, we're live, we're live, and we may be doing one or we'll do the other. So, whether you're here in real time or you're here in upload time, welcome. We're going to pray. We're going to have a, a series of conversations. We really, the theme right now in Kingdom Conversations is to discuss or to talk about the spirit-to-spirit connection that we have, because that's what these conversations are, are words from the spirit of the living God to us, his people that have his spirit living in, within ourselves. And so these are supernatural realities, prophetic words and releases and understandings and, all, and encounters, and all of these things come through the word of God. It's a very real experience for us all. So let's pray, and then let's find out what he would have to say to us tonight. Lord, I thank you for the power of your word, and I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to rest in you. I thank you for the victorious deliverances that have taken place today, that there are individuals that are walking free in you that started out the day differently. I praise you for the power of the name of Jesus, for the power of the voice of the blood of Jesus, the power in his blood and the power of his blood. We praise you and we thank you for the divine (laughs) provisions that you have made for us, the connections and the opportunities and all of the things that you provide. I thank you for your love. I do really thank you for your love. And simple songs and the ways that, Jesus, you show up and you, just by your presence being made known, it changes everything for people. I pray for the people of this country, the people of this house, the people that I know and people that I have yet to meet, that they will uh, experience the calming, powerful presence that you have, the deliverance power that just comes with the mention of your name. And then when you show up, how the demons flee. We know that the world of darkness, the realm of darkness, they talk big. Oh, they got a lot to say. But when you show up, it's interesting how everybody else is muted. And so we thank you that your word is released with the love that you are and that you have for us. That as your apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, seers, intercessors, your children, your kingdom citizens, that we release your word with the compassion that you have. It has accuracy. It's sharp. It's alive, and it does the things that you intend for it to do. But that we, as carriers of the light of God and carriers of the word, the truth, the reality of the kingdom of God, that we would listen to you, and we would do what you desire to have done, that we would live from that place in you that causes change to happen in this world around us. No fear. No torment, but perfect love. And I praise you for the words that you speak to us tonight. I thank you for what it is that you have to say to us. I thank you for hidden things being revealed. And I thank you for, how do I say that? That as the entrance of your word brings light, it shines on the shadows of darkness. And it causes things that people thought were a part of them, it just causes a crack, a pressure of your presence and your word cracks the shell. It just causes those things that we thought were our normal for us to take a look at it from the realm of the Spirit and see it's not you at all. Let the counterfeit be exposed tonight. That's my prayer. And let truth shine through in the name of Yeshua. I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Very interesting, I'll share um, something that happened or I'll give you part to something that happened this morning. It was kind of fun. If you like being awakened in the morning when you're sleeping or going back to sleep, and I keep late hours and early hours. So sometimes I'm up, I, I try, I truly really do am, have begun to start Making it my habit to be in bed by midnight, but I'm still awake by four fifty seven a m for a Monday through Friday prayer call, and then I tend to go back to sleep depending on what my schedule is and Then you know I've got a lot to do, which keeps me going because I work with people that are in different states, so I'm in different time zones uh, throughout the day and things of that sort. So this morning I was awakened from a different time zone at, a, at an hour when I'm typically not yet awake, and the individual that was calling me knows that that's my habit, and so when I see them calling me at I, I don't even know what time it was, I know that it is necessary to answer the phone, and I typically if it's one of you all, i'm going to answer the, I'm going to answer the phone. if I see it or I hear it, I don't. The fun thing about my phone is I don't. I mean, never really have the ringer on. It's maybe once every couple of months that the ringer is on on my telephone, but it vibrates. I don't like ringing phones. I worked in too many offices with them. I, that may be my story. Uh, at any rate, but I can feel it buzzing, which is a lot easier for me because that's, I, I, I'm a kind of a light sleeper. So if, I, if my phone is vibrating, I'm going to feel it. And I answered it. And I was asked if I would hold on. They wanted to put me on a three-way call because there was uh, somebody that was going through a deliverance and they just wanted uh, some help, you know, a buddy in the process. So we'll get on the phone and there's a person there that's crying and you can hear them and you can hear the spirit that's been influencing their life and you can hear the torment of the devil and you can hear the individual wanting to be free. So right away you already know you got the drama of Mark chapter 5 where the, the man met up with Jesus that had the legion of demons, but the man couldn't be stopped from coming toward him. So that's kind of yes. what that was about. And so here's this person that wants this, but every time they tried to say the name of Jesus, then this thing would start to uh, do what it do- likes to do. Uh, now, here's what I, I find fun. First of all, and we're not really talking about it, well, we are talking about it, but this is not... The plan for this to be the whole conversation tonight. But you might want to take notes of this. Because there are many individuals Christian folk that think that they're really genius or good or whatever um, um, I don't really know what the word might be they, sometimes I'll, I'll put it this way they find a demon manifesting and they feel obligated to cast it out but they don't know what to do and the reason I know that they don't know what to do is because they go into work mode or they go into cop mode, or not, not cop, what I'm trying to say. They go into a mode without love. Militant might be, the, the uh, you know, I don't really know how that's defined sometimes, but they go into this thing of duty. And you don't, we don't operate in the gifts of the, of the kingdom. We don't operate in anything that is in the kingdom of God without love. But since they move into, you know, I must do this, then what we end up happening is that, you know, I I personally think, I don't have scripture for this, so I told y'all I personally think this, okay? I think that, that demons probably go to school on how to deal with Christians when Christians are trying to cast them out. And I think they probably have an orientation and they're given a script. And they're like, if you will say these things, these are distractors. And if you start muttering or doing any of these kind of show outs, they will get so caught up on what you're doing, they'll forget about the person. And you'll be able to stay, because you'll be able to to control it, manipulate it, and make it seem like the person's free. And then you'll get to stay. This is you know, So I think it's probably a 10 steps on how to stay in the person that you're possessing, kind of class that's offered through the dark room. and. Uh, I, I can't prove that. I, I don't live in that realm, and I don't know. But I've seen some things that caused me to wonder, uh, how, how dumb can we be? And uh, I think they're counting on that. Now, why did I say that? Because when we do the things that the Holy Spirit wants us to do, we do them with his strategy, and he's well aware of everything they think they know. And so when we flow with the way he wants things done, he gets it done. He is efficient, he is powerful, he is amazing. And I really, really, I'm not gonna prolong the story, but what we did is we paid no attention to the opening lines. Why are you here? What right do you have to tell me to be? Who are you to tell me, you know? And all that stuff is supposed to get you in the flesh because if you start responding to demonic voices in the flesh, well, you're toast. With butter, maybe some jam, don't know. But what you are is a meal because you're not operating victoriously. And so the first thing we do, you can take your time. You know, it's like, I don't know about you, but in the early days of this, we felt like it was a rush to deliver it. You know, it's like, oh, Lord, a demon is manifested. We must quickly get there before it oozes out and spreads on everybody. Or I don't really know what what the mindset was. I think a lot of it was probably nervousness a little anxiety, you know, like, oh, here it comes. Especially in the beginning when we didn't know what to do. And so I'm not making fun of anyone. I'm, I want to just expose some wrong beliefs that we've had and to understand that the authority of the believer is such that you're never moved by what the devil does, but you, you operate according to spirit, spirit to spirit, right? We're saying spirit to spirit conversations. Well, that means that you know what spirit you are of. And when you know what spirit you are of, you know which spirit has authority. Okay, are you with me? Yes. If you or I try to do anything according to flesh, according to what we know, that we think we know, or according to the way we saw somebody do it on a YouTube, or, you know, whatever it happens to be, then maybe the results are going to be less. But love is the first thing. A lot of times, as soon as there is anything that's horrible, fear is the first spirit at the gate. But we don't operate through a spirit of fear. So what you're looking at is an intimidator. You're looking at something that wants to come to the forefront to hinder you from ever remembering who you are to get you off track and immediately to get your eyes on it and to take your eyes off of God's, in, in, uh, what is it? God's intention. So whoever I'm talking to tonight, pay attention. We're not gonna stay here that long. Uh, the slide that I'd like to have up is the one that says spirit to spirit because that's really what I want. I want those words to stay in your eye gates and I want them to to start to become something that you, you associate, that I am spirit, God is spirit, the demonic is spirit. And because I am of God, I am in the superior camp. I come from a high place, the highest, the most high God. That's the kingdom that I operate from. That's my kingdom reality. And I don't operate from the low realm. The things that manifest through um, uh, uh, people coming out of witchcraft in this particular place, it was probably d- divination and sorcery, was the spirit. And we go, oh, well, you know, those are a little tougher. Well, uh, they are perceived that way. And Jesus said, he told the man when the son was run- throwing himself in the fire, some, it requires that fasting and prayer, but. We stay fasted. We stay prayed up. And I like the way I heard one person say one time, he says, well, did you fast? He said, yeah, well, I didn't, but I'll borrow yours because we're the same body. Because I did pray. You fasted. I prayed. Let's join together. We've got fasting and praying covered. All right. Because a lot of this, because, not that, that, by the way, don't even try it. I'm talking to Astounding Love specifically. The next time we're called to do a fast, don't say, well, you know, so-and-so was fasting. Don't borrow so you. I just borrowed from them because, you know, we are one body and I have a super duper cheeseburger or very thick steak that is waiting for me. So brother, you fast, I will chew. Okay, I'm letting you know now that it's not gonna cut here. All right, you have to say that because I know my people. I know how we are, I know how we are. Incidentally, I'll just tell this to people that are listening, uh, you may not know this, but this congregation can put on a feed like you have never seen. We have some very skilled individuals that like to cook and the folks here like to eat, and we are not ashamed. So whenever there is any kind of meal that is put on, the people of our ministry are not shy. We have to tell each other sometimes, let the guests go first, because we know what we're like, all right? And I learned this over the years because they gave me many, it's been about 10 years probably, they gave me a birthday party. They've given me more than one, but this was a specific one before we came to be in this building. And at the time I was on some after hours committees. So even after the service was over, there were some things I had to do. And so they had like a vegetable platter, and cheese and crackers and all kinds of meats. And I think I even had birthday cake. And all this kind of great stuff was out there, and it was wonderful, I'm told. Because by the time I got out, the food was gone. I think I had a cherry tomato and a piece of celery, and somebody looked like, I thought you were going to fix her plate. Well, I, I, I thought you were going to fix So since nobody did, I had a great party. Uh, they had the party without me. And so I never again felt bad about giving a party and not being there because I've learned that the people I associate with will, will take care of things and carry on as though I were not there. And they've done it actually. I've had house guests, that's a whole other story. But at any rate, it's just fun that way. Well, we fellowship together and we, we eat together. We, we, we partake together. And so that's where I could say that brotherhood of well, so-and-so is fasting. And in the case of ministry and things that we need to do, we can also join faith. You don't have enough faith for this? Then shut up, you know, or go, go outside of where we're doing and pray on the outside. Do you have enough faith to speak protection? That that's where you go, because in that, you start defeating fear. When you and I will start from the place where, we, where our faith is strong, then we have overcome fear. But I don't have the faith to do that. Then that's not what you're, you're not assigned to do that. But what you do have the faith to do, do that. Then you're staying in faith. And as things start to happen, you grow in the faith. Does that make sense? Are you, yeah. are you understanding what I'm saying? So so you can't, well, I, I just had to leave because I just didn't have it. No, you go as far as you need to go to operate in what you have. And then as you pray and as you, Start to worship he will show the Holy Spirit will start to show us things that will cause us to grow. He will show us in the Word of God. I'm, I'm not talking about just big pictures, but I mean scripture will start to that you have been reading things that you have read from this book it starts to come alive in us. this is how you say all of a sudden I was reminded of a scripture why? Because you fed yourself with that word. that's why we feed each other the Word of God all right you you were fed with this word. And so the word starts to come back, and it starts to operate, starts to, to find a place in us to dwell. So when we're speaking a word of deliverance, the word in us is operating along with the word that is written, the reality of this word. And so it is a con- combination, a joining together spirit to spirit. What he said and what he said as we speak. So it's a spirit-to-spirit connection, and the spirit of God is never low. Where Satan or any works of darkness are, he is always high. And so we're releasing high-frequency words. Are you with me? Anything from the Bible, anything that God said is highest frequency. It means that it sounds in the realm of the spirit with a stronger, a greater piercing quality and it takes up the space it has the authority connected to it and so as the word is released into the atmosphere every spirit inferior to it has to bow when you speak highest uber high if you will frequency Jesus there is a connection a legal connection to his name. And it is written in Philippians that at his name, every knee shall bow in earth, okay? Or in heaven, in earth, and underneath the earth. every In every realm of the, of the spirit. In the natural realm, in the supernatural realm, and in the lowest realm. That at his name, when his name is released, that it shatters everything else. That's what happens. Now, I'm telling you that because when we were on this call this morning and all these different things were coming on, the Spirit of the Lord just said, release my name. And not only my name, release my blood. Because his blood speaks at that frequency. The blood is the frequency of the name of Jesus. Just as his name is the frequency and as the word is the frequency, it's the same person. King of kings, Lord of lords the one that has preeminence in all things. So what are we talking about? Well, when I talk frequency this way, atmosphere, what we're talking about is what comes first. So you got number two, number 10, number 12, number 11, number 41, number 100 and something, number 1,000 and whatever. And all of that is out there messing up in the atmosphere, but then number one shows up. And when number one shows up, everybody else has to get into alignment. And he's never second you seeing it? I just want to, we talk frequency, we talk dissonance or sound and all that other stuff, but I would just like us to sometimes kind of have a different, a picture of something that allows allows us to see what he's talking about without being caught up in the definition of the word or even a word that you don't really know what it means. And But you're trying very hard, you know, to keep saying it and, and, and things of that sort. It's like, you don't have to try this. Just watch him do it. So what we did is we released his name and we released his word and we released his blood. And then tell the individual, you, that, whatever that is with you, it can't stop you from, from calling on the name of Jesus. And so once the person spoke the name of Jesus, then all of a sudden this thing started muttering and moaning and trying to come to the forefront. And people think, oh, the demon's trying to manifest. No, actually, the demon's trying to get out of there. Because you've just turned what they had considered to be a pretty cool gig into a very uncomfortable place. Because you brought in the name above every name. You, when you spoke Jesus, and it's not just that you or I speak Jesus, it's that we know the Jesus we're talking about. okay scripturally in, in the book of Acts it talks about the seven sons of a man named Sceva who said we adjure you in that name that somebody else preaches okay but he says no you don't even know him I know Paul and I know uh, uh, Apollos or Jesus or I know this one and I know, I know I know the one down the street but you don't know you may know Jack but you don't know Jesus okay that's really what it was, telling, that it was telling them, and that's why it was able to beat them up and strip them and all the other kinds of stuff because they did not know the name. They did not know the person of the name. And Jesus is not a swear word, nor is he just a name to say. When we call him, he shows up. His power shows up. His presence shows up. The will of God shows up in his name. So some of these cockamamie prayers people pray, in Jesus' name, <laughs> your your uh, knowledge of Jesus, is, your knowledge of Jesus is about as, as, as good as your knowledge of what you're asking for, and you're not going to get either. But what you can do if you're saying, Lord, if I'm not praying this right, please help me, and then you'll start to get the instructions, and you'll and these other things will come in. So to make it, um, I'm teaching a lesson, I guess, in the midst of this. So what ended up happening is that as we started speaking. And doing all this, and the thing was doing whatever it's tomfoolery. So the person that had called us said, "Start laughing." Holy Spirit gave me the instruction: start to laugh. And they laughed, and they laughed, and as they started laughing, you could hear this 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 thing reading the script. This is why I, I was making: Who are you to tell me what are you doing? I mean, you know, it's just like just trying to like like when you're trying to have somebody read and they have no animation in their voice. You know, Bueller. Bueller, kind of, kind of thing like that, that whole monotone thing. And so that's what you could hear, but the laughter was going on and the blood was speaking. And so here's this thing trying to read the script, like this is not working. They told me in that school, I paid whatever I paid to go to that school and, and this is supposed to work. I, this is supposed to be a good gig. I was supposed to be able to stay in this real estate for a long period of time, because you know they think they own the people. And I was supposed to be able to stay in this real estate for a long time but now you have spoken the eviction notice Jesus and within 15 minutes here's the last part this was the greatest thing all of a sudden we started to sing Jesus loves me because we kept saying he loves you he loves you no we don't care about what you did he loves you he's already paid the price for that he loves you talking to the individual and then started to sing that song And the neatest thing happened. The person took over, sounded like a little six-year-old child, and started singing Jesus Loves Me and sang the song over and over. And then the last time they sang it, said, I'm free. Fifteen minutes. Now you think all that sweating and grinding and come out of here in the name. Give me some oil. Do this and do that. Never again. Operate in love. Yeah, get the trash can. We we don't do the vomit thing either, okay? We operate in love. Thank you. Wow. Release his love. What did Jesus do when he came down from the mountain? And the young man, the, the son, the man's son was throwing himself in the fire. He didn't roar up and puff up and start, you know, the Bible doesn't say in that particular um place of scripture that Jesus went on the the attack and said, give me a knife and give me a gun and give me a sword and let's take this sucker down. When he landed on the island and he started walking toward that man, he just began to say, come out of him. And when we told this thing to leave, we didn't keep saying it. Because when you have the authority, when you know, and what is the authority? Well, it is your position, but it's also his presence. So when I release His name, He is in His name. Okay, that's why so many people, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll go, oh Jesus, Jesus. Well, you're you're not talking about Him. I don't know who your friend is. But there's no power in that. But oh, when we are praying for someone and we say, oh Jesus, 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 and And the increase of his name, and the increase of his, and you can start to see what is starting to formulate, and you can see these things bowing. What I'm saying is that from the first time you speak with that authority and that love, his love, his authority, his relationship, his will, because it's all him. Oh, yeah, we cast him out. No, really, we didn't. He did. We yielded, he did it. And that's the difference in the authority. You will suddenly know that the Spirit of the Lord has risen up, and when you release his name, the Holy Spirit with all his wonderful muscular self, because he's powerful to me. He does not come weak and wimpy. He comes with, this is my will. In this moment, you are doing precisely what I want done and that's the, uh, the sense of that authority and that confidence that God has just shown up you know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how you can somebody says, well where is your God and you look at them and you say he's right here mm-hmm. oh you trying to say your God no honey I'm a carrier of his light and wherever I am he is you want to see him because he will manifest himself that's all I got to do And then you just listen to what he's saying. So there is a sense of the knowing that my spirit has just connected. And when I say just connected, I don't mean that we were unfastened. But I mean, I have just tuned in to the frequency called, I am here. And now I get to watch the show or be a part of what he's doing. But it's tuning in. you're listening to a song and you got your music. If you, if you come into my office at any given time, you know that I've got music playing and it's usually low. Um, but then I'll turn it up because I'll be listening to you. Somebody's talking, and this has happened a time or two. I may have the music up and you're talking to me, and I'll lower it a little bit. And if I tune in to the, what you're saying is what the Spirit of the Lord wants to address, then I'm going to, and you may not even be talking about anything that you think is going to take us there, because I've watched the facial expressions of people when I turn the music down, like, "Uh uh-oh, what did I do, right? You spoke something that the Holy Spirit has been waiting for you to say, so that he's putting something in there that something is going to be addressed, something great is about to happen. And so I'll turn the music down. Other times I might be talking to you and suddenly I hear something, and because even though I'm listening and I'm focused on this, there's a part of me that is still tuned in to what is going on in the music, the type of music I listen to. And so you're talking and suddenly I connect to something and that frequency hits and I've got to turn that up. And people think, oh, that's being rude. It's like, no, because I, I think some of you have been present I'll just go like that and tell you sit down, just wait, because something is happening. So whatever area of where the, what the activity of the Spirit of God, there is no dormancy in the realm of heaven. There is no um, <clears throat> stagnant. It's not stagnant there. There's always movement. And what happens to us when we start living spirit to spirit is that we start to flow in that. And suddenly you'll come into, whoa, I just heard him say something and I have to hear what he's saying. Because, now let's use quantum faith for just a moment. Because in that moment, it's like you saw something. And when you decided to give it attention, it came into form. Crystal and I were talking about two separate incidents. Uh, we had both made a... Uh, Trip to the bank, and um, and um, we had gone at different times. It's one of the ones in our town, and and we've just happened to, you know, no, 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 no. no. Um, we just we just happened to. How do you say it? Um, I'm at the ATM one night. She's at the ATM another night. I'm gonna send you a text real quick. Okay. Um, and I noticed, I was going to make a deposit, just a cash deposit, and uh, all of a sudden, while I'm standing at the ATM, which I've done many times, and all of a sudden, I noticed how quiet it was on that street. It was dark, uh, it's, it's a well-lit area, but all of a sudden, I noticed it's very dark here. And when I noticed that, I also start, I started seeing people walking down the street, and things going on, and it was like, I need to leave. And I just felt a sense of that, just an unease. And I I thought, okay, that's the last time I'm doing that. I won't do that again at that time of night. I'll go to one of the ones where you can go into the building and and so forth and so on. Well, she told me that she did the same thing. I I, I probably mentioned it to her, but it was in passing. She experienced the exact same thing I did. So what we're going to do... Is we're going to change the atmosphere over there? We're, we we just go ahead and say, okay. Then since I felt it and you felt it, we're two or more gathered together in His name. We're going to address that thing because it can't harm us, but it's trying to harm somebody, and it will not be. Now that's exercising authority. Well, how do you know you can do that? I just told you. What I'm not supposed to do is go. oh, It's creepy over there. Don't go over there. Don't go over there. Well, I heard five people got killed over there. Oh, I know. It's terrible over there. And you're not going to do anything about it? That's why we reclaim ground. That's why we say there will be no blood altar here. People try to, you know, they, they sometimes, they uh, please hear me. If somebody died in a certain place and they'll put flowers there and turn it into a shrine. Well, okay. Y'all want to do that? You do that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak what I know. And I'm going to let it be known this is not a blood altar. This is not a place that they go, that's a dangerous curve. People die over here all the time. People dump bodies over in this area all the time. People do this, or, oh yeah, that's a terrible, place. four people have died over there. Well, then there is an altar. And it must be torn down. Oh, okay. Got it? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. It's like, oh my God, that's such a revelation. To me, it's kind of not. Because I've been doing it for such a long time. <laughs> And uh, no, I didn't, go, I didn't go to school for that. Holy Spirit took me to task. And when you hear other people's testimonies, you think, oh, then that's something I need to do. Y'all recall some of you about the, the day that somebody uh, broke into my hotel room when I was traveling? OK. And some of y'all have had me pray. Uh, you've heard me pray when we're traveling, and I talk about how I t- what I do with hotel rooms and what I've prayed over yours and, and so forth and so on. Well, that is not how it works. It didn't have anything to do with me being that smart, so it's not, well, yes, that's how I do it, you do. No, what happened, I'm going a, I'm to a do my baby girl. What had happened was, is that right, Lily? What had happened was, I heard, I, say it, I heard, say it, I heard, heard, okay, I heard a minister sharing that. He was talking about something very different. In fact, I heard two of them, and they, two different people, different places, sharing about different types of angelic encounters, and it stayed with me. I'm like, what would you do? You did what? Oh, how come I never heard of that? I never thought to do that. And I heard the teaching. That's all I heard, I heard the teaching. What did not happen is I went, oh, I'm gonna try that myself. No, sure didn't. I just went, wow, well that's different. And it was a deposit. A spirit to spirit deposit. Like what I'm giving tonight. Somebody that doesn't know, most of y'all have heard these stories before. And tonight you're hearing them differently. Okay, because all of a sudden it's like, action Jackson, what's this about? We feel like we're going to be superheroes. This is going to be, we're going to be, we're going to, we, we, go, we, go, we, we, go, we, some of y'all don't wear a cape anyway because you just have to, but we're about to start changing up some stuff. This is good. Okay, so speak and quit telling us some distractions. Get to the story. All right. So I heard it and it was a deposit, and that's all it was. And about a month later, um, uh, and oh, wait, let me backtrack this heard both of these on a video that was four hours long and I sat through the whole thing. For those who don't know me, you have no idea how miraculous that is because sometimes I'm a toddler with a very short, <laughs> att- with a short attention span. I don't have any DC, 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 boo or any of that other stuff that people like to tell you about. You could not put me on meds. There's nothing wrong with my attention span. I just don't like to sometimes, if it's cartoons, it's a whole nother level, okay? But but I'm not necessarily, I've always got something else, just like, just the way I just did that, with three sentences that none of them were complete until (laughs) I said this. That's what happens to me sometimes when I'm sitting here watching and I'm thinking, I should be taking care of this. Okay, so then I'll just get the computer and I'll keep doing this while I'm watching that because it doesn't have my attention yet. When I close this, Tablet or, the, or the, the laptop or whatever, and I start to key in what happened. Come on, I just told you about it. What happened? It it. Tuned in on the frequency. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean. We say it caught my attention. Oh, okay. Z- you vibed with it. Mm-hmm. You do it all the time. And don't be, well, I was tuned into the frequency. I'm vibrating with this right now. Knock it off, okay? It's boring when you say stuff like that, just telling you. I love you, okay. <laughs> so it made a deposit, it made a deposit. And I go on, and then I, had, I was traveling, and I was going to um, a, an FBI Citizens Academy thing, and I was going to um, hang out and visit. So I was going into Alabama and Georgia. Those were the two states that I was visiting, neither one of which I'd ever been in before. So I get to Birmingham and check into the hotel. And I'm there in the hotel, and suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly, I hear a voice, OK? And I heard it on the inside of me. And it said, he said, call for the angel of this room. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd never read it in a book. And I didn't have any instructions. It's like, hello, angel. Is that what you mean? Call for call, calling the angel. You know what? What am I doing? Right? I, I didn't know what to do. It's like, I will. I will obey the instruction. I obey the command. Are there any written instructions? Yes, they're written on your heart, dear. Father, I thank you that there is an angel that is assigned to this room. This is where I started learning about this. That way. Um, you know, and I just said, so I call for the angel that is connected to this room. And then I heard, like, a question. We're having a, Holy Spirit and I are having this little uh, conversation. And he's, and to do what? Um, for whatever it is that is assigned to this room to do. And if there are any other spirits that have been in. See, cause now, I, I will tell you this. I'd always prayed over my bed because I didn't know who was doing, doing what. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted that mattress clean. I'd been cleaning the mattresses for years, okay? Somebody else has been here. I don't want any leftover DNA, and I don't know what they might have been doing, but I'm not taking any of that stuff home with me. So I had been for years praying over the beds. This was a new level for me. So I called for the angel, the best I knew how, my first time. And, and I'm just, may I say, I was about to go to sleep. So I cl- I'm in the bed, my eyes are closed, and all of a sudden there's a flash of light, and it's like whoosh, and I know, because everything changed in that room. And I said, ooh. And I hear this voice say, I'm here, what do you want me to do? Keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed. <laughs> If I'd opened them, it didn't mean that I was seen because I, I wasn't necessarily seen in that realm. But what I said was, huh, do what you were assigned to do. Because see, I figured it out. I want the angel to come in to do this and to do this and to do this and to do this and to do this is stupid because the angel was on assignment. It already knows what it's supposed to do. Just do what you were said to do. Keep it simple. I don't know what you're supposed to do. That's like me. Here we got Sister LC back there, who is an airplane mechanic. A mechanic. Okay? Not a automobile mechanic. Not a refrigerator mechanic. An airplane mechanic. An aircraft. Thank you, I stand correct. An aircraft mechanic. And she knows things. I know what a screw is, and I know what a screwdriver is, and I know what a gasket is. I'm in need of one right now. (laughs) <laughs> but for Leslie and I to have a conversation about airplanes Leslie has to talk down to me and y'all too, most likely she has to talk to us like we're three and even then what is she going to get? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. okay okay but she's not going to get an intelligent conversation if she's wanting a peer-to-peer conversation, she better talk to God because this is a waste of time talking to them. She's talking concepts and certain things. I do know that because I worked in aerodynamics, and I, do, I surprised her, I think, that something she said and I understood it without her having to break it down into one little syllable at a time, okay? But overall, Leslie is not gonna get a satisfactory conversation with me or many of us about aircraft if she goes into particulars. Same for every single one of us. We specialize, this woman back here who drives um, a train Well, we know about brakes and we know about steering wheels and I think we have just exhausted our knowledge of everything else that she does because she has a specialized, these were some tough women in this place. I mean, come on. That's really something. And then we got the ones that know how to sew and bake and do stuff because see, everything. Don't ever look down on what you know how to do because everybody doesn't know how to do it. You get it? So my first time I'm calling and the angel shows up and I say, whatever you're sent here to do. And I had a very good night's sleep and I noticed the atmosphere in the room was lighter because the room was bright and it wasn't because lights were shining in. And so for the two days that I was there, it was just very safe. I felt very safe. So I get, my friend comes to get me and we drive to Georgia and I had a great time. I didn't, had never traveled those roads before. And so I'm, I, you know, was like like um, a dog in a movie. Squirrel! Squirrel! Oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! She couldn't have a really good conversation with me because I was seeing shopping centers. And I was, totally, but well, we got to come back. I have totally got to come back here and shop. And that's how I was talking. So you can see, I was not heavy-duty spirit. Now, why do I say that? Because when we got to the place where I was, where I was staying, it was a beautiful place. And... Um, um, it was, I mean, it was a very, very lovely hotel, the way they set it up and all that kind of stuff. And I go in the room, and it just felt, something felt off, but I, I was not spiritually aware. Say spiritually aware. Spiritually aware. Why am I telling you this? See, I wasn't connecting to God at all. I wasn't thinking about God. I was thinking about, I'm in Georgia, and we're getting ready to go eat. Okay. Now, I've, I've been at a convention for two days, and convention, oh my gosh. But I was at a convention in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was realizing I am not meant to live in the South because these people know how to cook, and and I mean I'm eating stuff that it was just like okay this is set a new uh, this this is my mama's standard. See where you know you understand what I'm saying? It was so my while I'm jumping around, I, I want you to get an understanding that's precisely the way I was. I wasn't. Uh, secret spirit agent on assignment that I was aware of I was having I was on vacation of sorts so I wasn't thinking heavy I was of course I'm praying of course I'm talking to the Lord and it was a Sunday when we arrived at uh, when I arrived at this second hotel and I come in and and we're gonna go out to dinner and stuff like that so I only had about an hour to to, to prepare and I'm kind of looking around the room and and I'm going into the little kitchen and I'm doing stuff and I, I just started wanting to clean I wanted to clean and I'm looking and I'm looking but everything was clean but I'm see now what's happening I, catch what I'm saying we're doing a spirit to spirit kind of exercise here so interact with me I'm wanting to clean now I, I was at another hotel and, and all this it was just a room with the bathroom and I it, it was fine now here I am in this place and I wanted to clean but you looked at the room it was immaculate but I'm going in the kitchen, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, and I'm like, okay, I need to scrub. And I'm doing all these little things, and it was time to leave. And so we go out in, again, one of those places. And we had a great time, and I met some of her friends, and da, da 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 and we come back. Now we come back. I come in, They leave me at the hotel, and I'm not going to see them again for two days because um, they're working, and I'm on vacation. So, you know, that's fine. I have a computer. I'm, I'm going to be great. I'm setting up my computer. And I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I prayed over the bed. And I lay on the bed, but I I don't lie in the bed. I lie on top of the bed, and I'm at an angle. I never sleep straight in this bed like you normally get into a bed. Something's going on. I'm not tuned in. I slept that night. Did I call for an angel? No. I slept that night, but I didn't sleep well. And I wake up and I get on, even on vacation, the 5 a.m. prayer call and uh, pray with uh, our family. And then I get off the phone and a little bit later, uh, I, I'm, on my, I'm setting up my computer to get some work done. And as I'm walking from the bathroom to the living room, because it's a suite, it's a bedroom, it's a living room with a kitchen. So, I mean, it's beautiful. I hear, you need to call for the angel. Okay. Now I've already done this once before. And so I'm thinking, okay, yes, I do call for the angel. Uh, I felt like the bed wasn't clean. The seats were, it was not dirty. It was not dirty. Okay. I I want you to understand that. Naturally speaking, it was not, the room was very well maintained. And so I didn't sleep very well and whatever. It's like, call for the angel. So I call for the angel. you know and i'm like okay let the angel that's in the room you know come come and, and that's what i did so now housekeeping comes and they clean and then they leave my rule whether i'm sharing the room or i have the room to myself my rule when i travel is to bolt the room shut i don't care you know what i always bolt the room and when housekeeping comes, most of the time I don't let them bother me while I'm there, but this was day one and it, she came to clean. So, yes, come in, right? But I did not lock the door. Now, you know, most of us have stayed, and I've told the story before, but it, apparently tonight's the night to say it again. Um, most of us know if we've ever been locked out of a hotel room, as soon as that door closes, that's it. It it pull the, the pressure pulls it and it locks in place. So I'm on the phone talking actually to Crystal. And I you can imagine that where I'm sitting like right now looking at all of you, that behind me is the door to the room. And so I am sitting in direct line of sight to that room. I mean to that door. And as we're talking, I hear something I should not be hearing. The door starting to open. And I turn around and I'm rising as I talk. I'm talking to Crystal. I don't actually recall that part of the conversation. I don't know that she does either, because it's been a few years. But as I hear that door, I'm rising. And I'm turned and I'm starting to walk toward it. And there's a man that has stuck himself halfway in the door. What did I do? Just It was about 15 minutes before that. What did I do? Call for the angel. Call for the angel. And how did I do it? Low frequency. I called for the angel of the room, and then that was pretty much it. Okay, not a lot of power, but there was obedience, and I did believe that I knew that if I called, it would come because I already had experience just a few days ago. Are you seeing how this, how Holy Spirit, this is Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, how He sets us up for protection? even when we're being ignorant. All right. So this person, he looks at me, because I'm straight on, and he's trying to get in. I want you to get that. This man was, he did not open the door, creep. He opened this door, and he looks in, and why did he look in? Because he couldn't step in. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And he starts to close the door. Now, I'm almost to the door now. And he pushes it again like he's trying to come in. Mm. Do you understand? That's how I know he was trying to come in. He's trying to get in that room. But he can't. Because the frequency of the room had changed with the arriving of the angel. Do you get it? What did I say about numbers? You can be numbered 17, you can be number 12, you can be number this. But when you call for heaven, you've gone for number one. And everything else has to come in line. Now, if it had not been that, mayhap, he might have been able to get in there. Because we know evil things happen even to people that belong to God. But I called for number one. And when number one showed up, every frequency had to bow to that highest frequency. You got me? Okay. So then what happened? <laughs> he pushed again to try to come. So I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And then he closes the door. And by there, I'm there. So you know. Lock. Lock. What? And I don't recall if I stayed on the phone with you. I did. And so we started to pray. Because then, I'm like mad. What? Okay. Now i got an attitude. we we'll gonna show you how, how ridiculous we can be. Thank God, angels have charge over us, and we don't have charge over them. Cause we get attitudes about stuff. It's like, well, you should have called me better than that, you know. But I'm like, in the name of Jesus, and I mean, I called for angels. Like you, like I am a, I'm a pro. Now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, I can. You need an angel? You let me know, baby. I can call. <laughs> That's what i went. I mean, I went from zero to hundred. Oh, sorry for those that are listening to that. I, I won't do that. Okay, zero to hundred. I mean, I just, in the name of in 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 the atmosphere, I mean, it was flanked. Suddenly, I understood it. And I'm sitting up there thinking at first, well, what good does it really do if they can't even? And then it just, I had to repent. I I really did. I I got before God. I said, I apologize. And I apologize to these angels, because if you had not told me to do it, I would not have done it, because I just treated it like nothing. You see, I, I didn't. I did what he told me, but I didn't regard it as something that was of necessity when traveling, wow. or every place else I go, all right? But this protection detail had shown up. And, and it was later, um, I, I, I marveled, of course, I called the front desk, I said, something is wrong, in this. and you know, you're thinking, well, don't you want to get out of the room, and I just sensed it. No, you're going to clean this room. Because if you had, it was like, well, why did he put you there instead of somebody? Honey, if I hadn't been there, somebody would have died there. Because that was what was on the agenda for the day. Sometimes you're thinking, well, is it because, did any harm come to me? No. Because the Holy Spirit already had it in check. He didn't set me up to be killed. He didn't put me in that room going, well, I hope she obeys, because otherwise, I guess we got, we'll see her here. <laughs> that wasn't on the plan. <laughs> Evidently, in my book, it said this is the day that the girl comes out of that, that area of, 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 of uh, ignorance and starts to come into an understanding because we need to teach her now and, it, you know, and all these different things. So whatever the why's and wherefores, what I'm going to tell you is that the authority worked even when I was low at it. But when I started to increase and then I came home and I watched a program where a woman was telling a story and she was sharing a testimony about how she was in her car and a man got in her car with a knife and an intention to kill and that she turned around but she had been spending time with the Holy Spirit and he was looking out of her eyes and the first thing that man said to her is, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. And I started crying. Not only, this was an actor, a reenactment But the inflection was exactly the same. And I realized, and I repented again, my God, how you take care of us. And that's when I really, it started coming together, what was going on and stuff, and and yes, me being me, I haven't done it yet, but now I am. I'm gonna do some research about a few things because there was obviously something going on. And and it needed to stop. I prayed, and I know my prayer got answered. That that person got apprehended, and so did the one that aided and abetted him. That was a setup. Understand? It was a setup. And so, uh, God will teach you what. When my name is brought forth, even if you don't see anything, everything has changed. You got it. Everything has changed. So whoever needs this, whether you're watching or you're in here, I, I want to tell you, this is the type of prayers we pray from this ministry over one another. When we say, it, it, could, it could sound ritualistic, but it's not for me. When I pray, and um, Apostle Baker takes hers up a little bit because uh, her driving style is different from mine. But um, here's what I pray over uh, myself. And whoever, every time I'm getting on the road, especially driving here, and man, I'm, oh, honey, I'm here to tell you, man, woman, boy, girl, I'm here to tell you. Child, I'm telling you. I've seen the miraculous happen. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers me. Father, we thank you for your protection at the front of the car and the back of the car. Yeah. The right of the car, the left of the car. Usually I go the left of the car, the right of the car. Inside the car, outside the car, above the car, underneath the car. The tires, the engine, the mechanical. I thank you for the safe passage angels and the protection detail that is connected to go with us. That all things mechanical, all things electrical, all things pertaining to tires or any other part, this car is protected as it on the road. Keep us safe from um, snipers, killers, any that have evil intent from uh, kamikaze drivers, mm-hmm. and from any other type of thing, and of course, and, uh, harm and accidents, and of course, my mom says, and from the law. <laughs> oh, okay. Speeding. Yeah. Okay. So, but the Holy Spirit puts her in check on that. So, uh, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? I do that every single time. People who come to my house know if I'm, if you're leaving, when I pray over you, you're here to say, <laughs> over your car, okay? You'll hear the exact same type of thing I'm not going to pray less for you than I do for myself. This is our standard now I'm saying that and I'm sitting here at this desk and I'm saying that, but I believe that that's the heart of the people of this ministry, and if it isn't you're going to get it. We don't pray less for each other than we do for ourselves, and you don't you you do you know you you lay claim to what is already available you know. I have angels that know how to protect. I have angels that watch over my house. I was kind of upset with myself because it's like, well, after somebody stole all of my beautiful little shiny black things off of my uh, wheels on my car, my Jeep, it was like, never thought about those. But you know what? Whoever that is, I want them in the kingdom. I don't want them to have rest and they will not be blessed until they come into the kingdom of God. Because you took my stuff, then I just made an investment in you. I get you. Okay, so that's kind of how I do it. Otherwise, I can cuss them out and be mad, uh, you know. But um, there's no point to do that. Uh, so this is what we're talking about, spirit to spirit, that we are releasing. Uh, let me give you some scriptures. Um, <clears throat> again, let's go over to y'all. Should know already. You should already be at Second Corinthians chapter four. I wasn't, but you know. Okay, because I'm really going after this, and the Bible talks here about. That uh, we have this ministry and that as we have received mercy, we don't lose heart. And I'm really understanding that mercy is an under, sometimes it's an underutilized force and gift that we have in the kingdom. We don't use the key enough. It's a key. If it's a force, it's a key. If if it comes from the kingdom of God, it's relevant and it's necessary. So when you're reading about righteousness or you're reading about truth or you're reading about um, love or joy all of these all the things love peace joy uh, long-suffering patience forgiveness all of these are forces of righteousness forces of light and it's the forces of the kingdom it's the power of the kingdom these are the weapons of our warfare and they're also the protections of our lives and they're also entries into greater understanding and relationship with God on any of these levels, going through mercy, going through the, it, we even, it worship. We, when we worship and we praise him or thank him, worship is intimacy. But giving thanks for what he does, giving thanks for, I, I don't take my gifts for granted. I don't take my ability to comprehend airplane parts or uh, driving a train or, or operating a, a mixer or um, a a vacuum cleaner, because some of those vacuum cleaners, you, you need a degree, all right? Or my ability to read and look up and how to put together essential oils or things of this sort. Every single person here, every single person that is on the planet, God has gifted with an ability not only to do, you know more than one person knows how to knit, more than one person understands all the different things that we know how to do, but nobody but you and put your fingerprints on it. You see, there is a a distinction and a style, a verb, if you will, in the way you do it that sometimes when God is gathering things together, I mean, you might have a whole bouquet of roses, but even though they're identical, they're not. Even though, you, you and then you mix the flowers, and they're all so different, and yet together they're so beautiful. Well, we are all of these different things. You can wax poetic about us, or you can be uh, practical about what we are. But the one thing that we are is undeniable, you see. Because when we allow the word of God to take precedence in our lives and in our hearts and to work through us, we're unstoppable. We really are. But we don't know that because of all the times we allow ourselves to stop, or we stop ourselves. How do I stop myself? Wrong spirit. Wrong thinking. Okay. I'll go into that in just a moment because uh, I want everybody in here for that. But here in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. So as much as you receive mercy, that's how strong your heart becomes. I receive the the, the love of God. Yes. I receive the, the acceptance. I receive, let me look up these words for mercy again. Okay. I have his compassion. I have it to come to me, and then I have it to pass it on. I have the ability, by receiving the mercy of God, to be gracious to others and to myself. I, I cannot give you what I don't have. So I have to receive what he's given to me. Now, I can pass something on. If you put something in my hand and say, pass this to somebody, I didn't give it to you. I passed it on to you but it wasn't mine, right? Now, if I'm the stop for it that says, I want to leave this with you, and then when that person comes along, I want you to release it to them, then I am a recipient of something as well as one that releases it. And God says, I give you mercy, because then you become filled with it, and you become a what? A carrier of it. And therefore, it's in you to be able to give to somebody else. But if we deflect it, then uh, we, we passed on it instead of passing it on. I'll pass. There's mercy for you. Now I'll pass. I got to get this stuff done. Well, can I stop and pray? No. If you want to pray, you pray. But I'll pass. I have the capacity here. To be an object of gracious gracious favor and saving mercy, I become a carrier of the supernatural power which I am, but but I become an activated carrier, not a dormant one. We have these treasures in these earthen vessels that's further in the scripture. We have this treasure in this body in this in this life that we live on this earth, but many of us choose to become or to stay inactive we're dormant we're darkened you don't see the light on in us because we've got to oh i don't know what we think we have to do but we waste time we waste energy on non-essentials now isn't that a great expression i just said we waste time and energy on non-essentials now non-essential in the earth realm in in this world where disease and viruses and so forth have redefined doesn't change the meaning. Get this. People can tell you what they want to tell you. And they can broadcast it, blast it, and they can do whatever they want to do. They can uh, riot. They can argue. They can whatever they want to do to change the culture. But it doesn't change God's definition. Because whatever you call it, you, if you, and you choose to lower the frequency to, to diminish the power, when you say it the way God said it, you increase, you put it back into what it is. That's what restoration is. Somebody calls you names, somebody says you're this, and you're this, and you're this, and so you live a life at the low, that low level. We say low level, low frequency, low tone, low, low tone of a life. I'm just, I'm too this to this, and I can't possibly because of this, and this was, and this happened to me, so this, and this happened to me, so this. And so the victim begins to get a voice. And with that victim, the offended gets a voice, and the anger gets a voice. And all of these, this evil cocktail blends together to create a counter culture, counter kingdom culture, totally opposed to anything God says. Because within the wounding came the deception and the believing, if you will, that he, he's incompetent. If he were really so great, then why didn't he change this? And if, if, this is this is the weakest argument I've ever heard. If God was so great, then why is this happening? You see, because you're trying to you're taking emotion and you're trying to get reason out of it. God doesn't deal in that; He deals in truth, which gets rid of the deception and allows the the, the truth to to show you um, why His whole intention is for you to be free. You're arguing to stay bound. Every time you push against the things of God, every time you say it's this, it's this, and I have the right to you have the right to be anything that you want to be. The problem is, is that if you turn out, if you keep choosing wrong you'll never realize what you were sent here to be. And what that was was greatness, to exhibit greatness. There isn't a person on the planet, I don't care what they currently believe and what they currently have to say, that God did not intend for them to have greatness and to operate in his power, which is superior to any power anybody gets away from him. You understand? I don't care how much money you have, I don't care how much influence you have, I don't care how much anything that you have that that is measured on the standard of this world or even if it's measured in a spirit realm to uh, supposedly be ascending to greater power in the realm of darkness it's still low frequency when the light of the kingdom is turned on because in order for anything anybody gets from the realm of darkness to be superior to God, God would have to bow to Satan do you see that happening anytime soon? Okay, and you do notice that it's always Satan's crowd trying to build up to get to overtake God, but God looks lo- looks that he sits high and looks low. He's not trying to get to them because they're not out of his reach; they're under his feet. Do you understand? So what I'm saying to us, what he is saying to us, is therefore when we're struggling. When we operate on those thoughts and beliefs of things that he didn't say, and we focus on it to the extent that we miss the point. You know those songs, Nobody Knows the Troubles I've Seen. Uh, somebody knows the troubles you've seen, and what you call trouble, the um, Spirit of God is looking at you to be solution. You keep talking about the problem, you're the solution. If you are on assignment. If you sent yourself, you got a problem. If you sent yourself, it is a problem. If he sent you, you need to find out what he wants to do so that you can solve the problem. And like I told you, that deliverance thing I was on the call I was on this morning, people most of the time think this is gonna take about two hours. It took the Holy Spirit fifteen minutes. So mayhap you could shorten some of your assignments if you just do what he told you. <laughs> wow. That's good. Well that was revelation right do what he told you to do shortens the time now I said something else I said see, because you're not receiving mercy or you'll lose heart because you think you'll entertain the wrong thoughts that start to lower you you're not receiving the, uh, the capacity to forgive you're looking for a reason to blame as soon as you start talking about them versus you You're looking for somebody to blame, and you're looking for a way to maybe get your victim card reinstated. There's no point in being sweet about it, because it stinks, you know? And I'm not putting sugar on dung. It's trash. The way that we think about God, and about people, and about ourselves, when we think anything that he didn't say, you can't substantiate it in this word. Then you're wasting your breath, his breath, your time. You're, you're, and you still have an assignment to fulfill. So stop. Well, the doctor said, okay, I get what the doctor said. I, I, I got things the doctor says to me too. But God didn't say that. So whatever the doctor said, I'm grateful because God has already given me the remedy for it. I cannot say I'm sick. I can't. Well, they say but you 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 don't look like. Well. I didn't tell you that I am not talking about what I look like. I'm not talking about if my if there's a fever or a temperature. I'm not talking I'm not talking about if I had to be in an ambulance and go to the hospital. Well, then you're living in a alternate reality. You got it. I am the reality of the kingdom and I have to pull from there if I want things to change here. I'm not denying what is happening here but I'm looking to change it not keep it the same. So what I'm telling you is no you don't walk in a denial of a fever or this or that I hear a lot of y'all coughing a lot but I'm going to I'm going to challenge you with you've not gone after that in the spirit you haven't gone to the spirit of the lord and said what is this about and what do I do it'd be so perfect for somebody <coughs> right now, but do you see what I mean? You're not, I, You have you gone to him and said, okay, wait, I have an ebb and a flow, an ebb and a flow, an ebb and a flow of sometimes I'm functioning and then I'm starting to, look. are you going into the spirit to find out what is going on? The answer is no, but you will today. You hear what I'm saying? We allow certain things to continue because it's common to man. Well, Jesus is uncommon. That's right. Are you and I conduits or, or carriers of light or flu? You can't get both. You can get light from me, but you can't get sick from me because I don't carry sick. I'm, you, you might be contagious. I am only contagious with the things of the kingdom, and I don't consider that to be a disease. And I, I'm very serious about this. You cannot get sick through me. You can't catch anything through me because, other than an enthusiasm for the word and so forth, because I am not a carrier of darkness. I am a carrier of light. Now, if I'm stupid, which I have been, and I decide to go on a sugar thing, I could possibly, well, you're probably gonna come visit me in the hospital. Because I'm an extreme type of person. No, I am an extreme type of person. That's, that's really, that's my temperament. I am, I'm compulsive. I, when I, when I want something, I'm passionate about it. And so I get all into it. This is it now. And uh, I can tell you when you would render that if I was operating in weakness because I'm so depressed. Nobody likes me. The guy that I wanted to call me never called. Uh, uh, you know the stuff that we say. And, and so I'm going to just go find cupcakes. And I'm going to go back to those two dudes I used to date, Ben and Jerry. And I'm going to go and, 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 you know, and, and so I'm going to sit here and put myself in a coma. Because if I'm going to do it, if I were to do it, which I don't do anymore, I've been, I, I used to. I've been delivered from it. I got, I had to do it over the top. It couldn't just be a little bit. You understand? That's why if you see my books, if you think you're just going to see a few, you didn't come over my, you're going to see them in my garage, in my hall closet, in my bedroom, in my kitchen, in my living room. About the only place I don't keep books is the bathroom because I don't like that, okay? Okay. But you will find them everywhere, why? Because I have a passion for it. But even more so, the things about the word of God and the tapes and the this and the this, because I'm passionate about it. So if I were passionate about being sick, maybe I'd be one of the best sick people you ever saw in your life. I'd carry everything, you could get it all from me. I'd be just like, just fearing it would be enough for it to come on me. Like those women used to say silly things like, all that man has to do is look at me and I become pregnant. I don't know why they used to say that, and they did. Because he looked and then he followed through on his actions. So there you go. All right. But do you understand? Because you call those things that you command an atmosphere around yourself. I cultivate wholeness. I go to God. It's like this person died. This happened. You want to know something? I'm not going to stop praying for people. I'm not going to stop laying hands on people. I'm not going to stop releasing the word of God. Because What I don't know, he will correct, and it will happen. Why? Because he did it, and I'm determined to do what he did. Do you see? That's what I mean by excessive. That's what I mean by I can become, I can go over the top. And so I command, I'm determined to have an atmosphere inside and outside that promotes wholeness, wealth, as we cultivate the wealth of the kingdom, you know, debt free first. And then you get into all my needs are met and, and over and I have enough all sufficiency to do. And then you get to wealth where it's more than enough. Where you're commanding the things where where the things of God start to happen through us. But I'm challenging you for the little things, the little foxes that you allow to gnaw at your life. Why are you still allowing it? Why am I not going back to him? And it's like, are you trying to bring us under conviction? No, I don't have to try. The word convicts. I, all man can do is condemn. The word convicts. The spirit of the Lord is saying, I'm ready to increase you. To increase you. And you conquered this because you want to know something interesting? A little cough, a little, because um, like I said out here, we were coughing today because there was a fire on the road and the smoke got in the car, but we had to tell it to get out, it left. It left. I didn't really think about it, I just said it had to go. Now what I don't do is go, I say it has to go. <laughs> you know, I, I don't inspect it, I expect it. How did I get this way? It has to be it, the only way. It's possible that I have become, uh, you know, or all of a sudden it's almost like, dang, I said that and that really worked, you know, because I can tell you how many times I've been shocked and amazed that I spoke something and it happened. It's like, whoa, how did that happen? And I used to say that dumb little sentence to people, I don't believe it. <laughs> you gotta not say that. You call for something, I believe you, Jesus, and it manifests. You go, I don't believe it. <laughs> get that out of your vocabulary, unless it's a lie that's being spoken. You say, no, I don't believe that. This is what I believe. Okay, But how did it happen? It has to have happened over time. It has to have happened because you make a determination, I'm only going to believe one voice. Wow. I'm only going be- <laughs> to And typically, if you say something really good, crystal photobombs one way or another. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I I made a decision. One of those mini Sundays at the altar. I'm sure it was. I don't know when. I really don't know when. I, I, if I had a time and place, I would tell you. But there was a day that I decided this is the only word I'm going to believe. This is my truth. I don't have another source for truth. So CNN or this one or that one, the internet, for sure, the internet. Uh, None of those things, governmental agencies, none of those things are my source for truth. The bank is not my source for truth. This is my source for truth. If I want the truth about what happens in my life in terms of health, if I want to know the truth about my overall life, my future, what my calling is, if I want to know the truth about my uh, children or my children's children, if I want to know the truth about this ministry, If I want to know the truth about any of you, I will see it from here. And if I see you in a way that he does not see you, then I do not see you properly. And that means my vision is distorted, and this word will clean it up. Because if I have distorted vision, God is not in it. There is no other truth for me. There really isn't. And that's a decision that was made. And when you make that decision, and heaven knows that you have then something changes in your atmosphere and truth begins to come to you. And when a lie happens, then that's when I start looking at what my behaviors are. Okay, I've been deceived in this place for a long time, but the willingness, when I said this word will be my only truth, the willingness came to be shown I was deceived. That's when I started why, I believe, things start to open up for me. It's like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Remember I told you about, I'm gonna close here, when I went to the hotel and I was not aware, I was aware of, oh, look at what's happening in Birmingham and look at the road as we're traveling to Georgia and wow, this is a great thing, and I was not aware. Well, I'm not that person anymore. I become aware when I'm not aware. So I, when something is going on with me, something is happening with me, and suddenly, I, it's like you see something out of the side but you didn't catch it, and then you turn around and you see something was trying to form or something was trying to happen, and you catch it. This is, I I spoke this at the top of this conversation. That's when the observer effect, the quantum faith observer effect comes in. I've seen it, and now that I see it, if I caught it before it could fully form, no weapons formed against me will prosper. And the spirit of the Lord, the activity in this realm of heaven is constant. And we are expected to stay in the spirit, the scripture. Walk in the spirit so that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Live from the spirit. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. You just released into your life the inability To do what you were told to do. So what is that called? Rebellion. When we cease from always me. well, you know, I don't know if I can. No, what you just told me is you don't want to. No, that's not what I said. Okay, then what did you say? What did you say? Well, you know, I don't have time. You don't want to do it. No, I really want, no. Come on. Stop lying. Stop lying to you. You're not lying to others. You're lying to you. Don't speak for the devil to yourself about yourself anymore. I don't have time. The Bible says, rest in him. You got all the time you need. You're eternal. How how, how do you not have time? If a man that didn't even have the spirit of God living in him could say, son, stand still. How do you not have time? When we decide, I don't want to live with excuses anymore, we're going to change some things, and I'm out of time. sense, so still! Yes, I know. But, <laughs> and I would love to continue this conversation, and we will, but we made a commitment that we would do certain things a certain way. Um, My program time has changed to, I believe, 6.45. Sometimes we may come on a little earlier, but overall it's about 6.45. But my end time is the same. So I want to say thank you to those that have joined us. If you're um, a part of this house, pay attention to what we're talking about because it's going to bring some big, wonderful things happening in your life. If you're not a part of this house but you want to know more about who we are, You can go to our website at www.astoundinglove.org. You can contact us, and don't try to sell us uh, internet or blinds and stuff like that. But actually, just ask a question, and uh, you'd be surprised at the fact that we will actually connect and we will respond to you. If you have questions for upcoming programs, you can either put them in the comments and one of our team will uh, get those to us, or again, you can go to the site. If you're part of this house, you know it's time to receive offerings and um, tithes and so forth. And those that are still doing First Fruits, that'll be available to you on Sunday. Um, so you can go to the website again, or you can use Zell. And our uh, address is offerings at astoundinglove.org. If you watched last night and you wanted to give an offering into that program, it's offerings at mteminc.org. But any way you want to to give, understand that when you release into this ministry we also whether you give or not we release prayers into you because we want you to be blessed with the blessings that we're blessed with and we want you to prosper with the direct the prosperity that God has released into our house and we want you to grow as we choose to grow as we're learning to grow and we want you to receive love as we're learning to receive love so I want to thank you for joining us tonight um, we're praying. We release the the, the the will of God into your life and into your family. Whatever part of this word that was sent to you, it has come into your on your radar. It has come into your hearing. It is something that you have been made aware of, and it will work for you because you will remember what you need to remember so that God can Amen. do in your life what he wants to do. I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. We meet again on Sunday at... 10 a.m. if you're in the area please join us otherwise join us online or catch us at a later time of the broadcast but we love you with god's astounding love and we thank you again and we say good night hallelujah